welcome to Peaceful Ease. We all have the necessary strength and wisdom to solve most of our problems. What we often lack is a quiet space to think clearly and calmly. This podcast is all about tapping into that zone of inner wisdom. My name is Mario Pereca, and I'd like to invite you to join myself and Ela Crane every Monday and Friday. We'll be here to guide you to that endless power and insight within until you learn how to get there and function from there by yourself. This is a journey about being authentic, learning how to trust your instincts, realizing that each and every one of us are not just enough, but also perfect the way we are right now. Hey everyone, Mario Pereca here along with Ela Crane, and welcome to the Peaceful Ease podcast. We want to invite you to write into the show, hello at peacefulease.com. We love getting your comments, your questions, your ideas. We've been getting a lot of them, so thank you for that and giving us some direction because Ela has so much wisdom and so much to share, and we have such fascinating conversations, and we want to share with you what you want to hear. So we love having you be part of this process, and the Peaceful Ease hotline is another thing that we really love. You can call in at any time, leave us a message. The number to the hotline is 424-625-5562. Again, 424-625-5562. Call us at any time, leave us a message, and allow your voice to be part of the Peaceful Ease podcast as well. Ela. How's everything going? Good, very good. The hotline is getting warmer and warmer, so I'm excited to kind of answer a few questions. It's a real hotline. We do have some stuff coming up very soon in future episodes that we're going to address. We were just chatting about, and we're getting more and more collaboration from listeners, which is super exciting. It's one of those things when you launch a podcast and people begin to interact with you, you know it's going to happen and you do the work to create community, but when it really does happen, it's one of those things where you're like, this is so cool. This is amazing. I feel like we are going to be such a beautiful, peaceful tribe. I'm really excited about it. The peace tribe. <laughs> the peace tribe. That's it. <laughs> it all started with the Peaceful Ease, the Peaceful Ease brand that you started and the Peaceful Ease podcast, the Peaceful Ease hotline and the Peaceful Ease tribe. <laughs> right. It's all side dishes to that one main course. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So what I want to talk about today really quickly, is something that we discussed, it stood out to me and You have a fascinating quote that you mentioned in passing, and it really caught my attention about sacrifice. And you said that sacrifice is like a tag that we put on the gift. Yeah. You have that quote. Maybe you can reiterate that and kind of build on that for us because I thought that that just, it put me into some deep thoughts. And it's one of those things that you hear and you have to really think about to get the true essence of it. So the quote is, sacrifice is a tag we attach to gifts when we give to get something back. And I'm kind of anti-sacrifice, and I'll explain why. Because with sacrifice, what we do when we sacrifice for someone and do the things we don't actually want to do is it may come across as giving, but it's not unconditional giving. Every time we sacrifice something, and sometimes we have to, but just notice that there's an expectation and that expectation makes the giving a conditional giving and then it's not fully giving it's giving to get something back and that creates all sorts of other issues like we end up saying i did it all for you can you not appreciate that and especially when we say these things to our children like i went through all that for you it's like 
emptying like a garbage track, emptying its contents onto somebody else. Because we may have faced challenges and difficulties for that person. But as soon as we say it, it's not a gift anymore. It's more like a burden. And in my opinion, this is what sacrifice is. And there was a beautiful example. You may wonder, like, what's the alternative of not sacrificing things? Is that there's a beautiful example I wanted to share with you. When I went to Santa Cruz to meet Don Jose Ruiz and Don Miguel Ruiz Jr., the sons of the author Don Miguel Ruiz, who wrote this marvelous book called Four Agreements, one of the sons mentioned about very, very dark days he experienced when he was a teenager. And in my opinion, his father is one of the most realized beings on this planet, Don Miguel Ruiz. And uh, he's, I think, in his 60s. He's still alive. He's still with us. And I am so grateful for his wisdom. And to hear his son struggling with drugs severely and having suicidal thoughts was shocking. So I asked him, I said, when you were going through those dark days, what did your father do? Because in my opinion, I was thinking like he tried hard to get him back. Whereas what happened was beautiful. He said that one day his father came home and said, son, every time I come home, I don't know if I will find you dead or alive, but I trust you, son. And that really touched me because that kind of trust we don't often have for one another. And I realized that this is exactly the opposite of sacrifice. He didn't sacrifice himself to save his son. He left that to his son. He trusted him to do that. And he told me it had a huge impact on him. Jose told me that. And that that was one of the turning points in his life, thinking, okay, this is not only about me. There are people who love me and who are concerned about me. And I would like to create a change. And that was beautiful. So to me, that's what sacrifices and trust is the opposite of that sacrifice. That's a great reframe and a great way to think of things and a great way to internalize it. I think that it's okay to give people a gift. It's okay to not do it for them, but to do something to give it to them, hmm. right? When you say, I did this for you, then like you said, that puts the burden on them. But if you do it because you love them, not for them, but you say, I love that person so much that I'm going to put their needs in this one instance or this situation ahead of my own, but I'm not going to do it and hold it against them. I do it because out of love, mm -hmm. just from a place of love. I think that that's a – when I think of sacrifice, one of the things that comes to mind to me is Christ. Mm -hmm. If you are a Christian, you have the belief that he sacrificed his life for the good of humanity. And I think that that was a pure sacrifice because Christ willingly did it and took it on. Mm -hmm. And even to death, never, he didn't ask for anything in return ever. That's it. That's the And it was, right, it was a pure gift. Mm -hmm. 
And yes, he sacrificed by giving his life, but it was a pure gift. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's a perfect example of sacrifice in its purest form. Mm -hmm. And also with sacrifice, what I often see, especially when I work with couples, that we sacrifice when we do things that we are not actually asked for. What I mean is, for example, if our loved ones are slightly down or depressed or having difficult times, we feel like we are obliged to cheer them up. And that's coming from a good place. You know, we want to see them happy. We want them to be happy. But sometimes they need time to process things thoroughly and then they will move on. But when we feel obliged to interfere and help, even though maybe we are not asked, it creates this condition that it becomes like, okay, I want you to be happy, be happy right now. And if the other person cannot respond, we feel like, okay, I'm going to do more to help you be happy. And then you step into sacrifice. And one thing I always say, we cannot be responsible for other person's emotional state fully. Of course, we can offer help. And the best thing we can do is try to inspire the other person to find the solution. But everyone has their own timeline. And some people need just an hour to digest some difficulty. And some people need a week. And some people need a month. And we have to respect that. And you don't have to step in like a hero trying to save the other person, which victimizes the other person. Whereas everyone, each of us, we are all our own heroes. You don't need somebody else. It may just take us longer to notice or see the exit sign. But it's important to respect that time. And when I think of sacrifice too, I think one of the things that just came into my mind as I was listening to your wisdom and insight there is the have to versus the get to. I think that if you're doing something because you feel like you have to do it, then it's not a real sacrifice. If you're doing it because you feel like I get to do this, then it can be a pure sacrifice. Because let's say, you know, you have a family, for example, and you want to provide your kids with a good education. You want to provide a nice home for your spouse, make sure money is not an issue. And so you work hard, but you do it not because you have to, because you could still be happy living lower in your means. You know, you could still be happy in a smaller house doing different things, but you have the opportunity. So you look at it as I get to go do this. I get to go to these meetings. I get to do this business, run this business so that I provide this for my family. And you do it as a, as just a gift. If you look at mm -hmm. it as I have to do this and you say, if, if you say that to your spouse or significant other, like I have to go here or I do this because of you, or I do this for you, then it's not really a sacrifice, right? Yeah. It's something you're almost holding over their head. Exactly. But if you do it because I get to do this, I have the opportunity to do this, I get to do this, and I like to do this because it fills me up to be able to give you these things and to see you happy or to see you enjoying them. I know we don't need them, mm -hmm. but I get to do it, and it, it enriches both of our lives when I get to do this. I think that that's different. Yeah, that's beautiful. And the fact that you said, like, I get to do it, I'm able to do it. 
And isn't that beautiful that we can give this gift? You know, we don't have to, but here I am. And furthermore, we can say, I'm good at doing this, so I'll do it. You know, it's like, imagine if you are good at cooking and your partner is not, you cook maybe all the time and you can see there's an obligation saying, I always cook. I had enough. When are you going to cook? Or you can say, well, I'm good at cooking. I'm so good at cooking that, you know, I can offer this meal and my partner loves it. And it makes me happy to see that you know, he or she enjoys it so much. So it's like a true gift. And I think when you take it on willingly and you take it on, again, that get to, I get to do this, not I have to do this. I think when we look at it as I have to do this, we're doing, it makes us feel like we're doing something against our will. Mm-hmm. And that's when it becomes dangerous because yeah. that's when it becomes that almost like ammo in the chamber, so to speak. Like you may go on and do it for a while, but there comes a time that when you get the opportunity or when tensions are high or something happens, then you can go ahead and use that. Yes. But that's not why you do it, right? You're not using yeah. it to have to have ammo in the chamber or have money in the bank or whatever, however you tend to want to look at it. You're doing it for the simple pleasure, the simple gift of giving, of doing its contribution mm-hmm. and it's giving. Yeah. And it's, it's making, you know, making a situation better because you're able and you get to, and it's in its purest form, it's love. Yeah. And when it's sacrificed and it's constraining you and also being a burden on your partner and it's not helping anyone, it's like, when it's true giving, then there is no record of it. You wouldn't even remember when you give from the bottom of your heart. You don't even remember it sometimes. You're just like, because it's done, it's gone. And for some years later, somebody comes and says, oh, do you remember you did this for me? And you're like, oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. And isn't that beautiful? Because the person whom you give, if you give from the bottom of your heart, will always remember that. Well, one of those things that I think about, just to add to that too, that is, and I never had the experience in my life growing up that we never had food. We always had food in my family. We always had, you know, I was raised that way and I was always very fortunate and grateful that we never had to want for basic needs. But I've heard stories or read stories of families who they would make food for their kids And then they would let the kids eat first Mm -hmm. before the adults because they didn't have much. And the kids would eat as much as they want. And whatever was left over, the adults would eat. And that's sacrifice for your children. But I've never read – it may be just the stories I've read or or heard. But I've never read or heard a story where an adult would allow their children to eat first and then be mad at that child or hold that (laughs) over that child because, hey, I wanted more of that and you ate it all. You let your children have their fill because you love them and because they're your children and you sacrifice for them, but it's not something that you ever hold against them, Mm -hmm. right? It's not something that you hold and you say, well, I let you do that and so this and this and this you owe me. It's nothing like that. It's just you love them so you let them eat and then you eat what's left and it may hurt. You may go hungry. You may have hunger pains and still you know, want more, but knowing that your kids are taken care of and coming from that pure place – that's a great example of what we're talking about. Yeah. And that sacrifice, I know we use the same word for it, but to me, it's like a different sacrifice. That's to me, again, is giving from the bottom of your heart because you love your children so much that you put them first. 
And as long as you don't say, I did all that for you, it will remain as pure giving. And you can give from the bottom of your heart at that moment, but it can become a sacrifice years later if you start using it. So it's really, it's the same word, but it has different aspects to it. But to be clear, as long as you really give, not to get anything back, even a thank you, or not to gain respect or not to gain power over someone, I call that pure giving. As soon as you expect something, like I said, it could be a simple thank you, then it's not pure giving because you want it. It's just a transaction now. You want something back. And again, we go back to a topic that we've talked about in previous episodes, expectation. Mm-hmm. Comes yeah. back to dropping those expectations, just doing to give, just for the act of giving, not for the thank you, not for the recognition, not for any of that, just doing it to do it. And knowing that you did it yourself is its own reward. Mm-hmm. And no expectation, no disappointment. So if you find yourself disappointed by circumstances or people in your life, just notice your expectations of them. Great conversation, Ela. as always. Great topic. I love your quote, by the way. Do you want to read the quote one more time? Because I think it's that powerful that people should hear it again. Sure. Sacrifice is a tag we attach to gifts when we give to get something back. And I think that now that we've had the conversation and you hear that quote, people can see it in a different context. Hopefully. And I would like to just leave everyone with a question. How could you rephrase? So if you find yourself sacrificing something for a loved one or someone in your life, how could you say, I trust you. I trust, trust you that you will sort this out by yourself. I'm here if you need me. Let me know. But I will just wait here and keep trusting you and let you take your time to go through this phase. And people can think about that. And if you want to chime in the conversation or send us any thoughts that came up, any feelings that came up, anything you would like to chat with Elo about, hello at peacefulease.com is how you can do that via email. And again, the Peaceful East hotline is always open. 424-625-5562. Again, 424-625-5562. Give us a call and we'd love to have your voice become part of the Peaceful Ease podcast. Ela, thank you so much for everything. As always, it's been another fantastic conversation and I can't wait for the next episode. Thank you, Mario. And I want to remind everyone again, find more about Ela and Peaceful Ease at PeacefulEase.com. For Ela Crane, I'm Mario Pareca. Thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to speaking with you really soon on the very next episode of the Peaceful Ease podcast. Thank you for listening to the Peaceful Ease podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with friends and family. Remember, the bigger the support, the more fun the journey becomes. If you'd like to get in touch with Ela, you can reach out to her at peacefulease.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Until next time, be kind to yourself.